Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Well, let's crack on with today's first story. And this story comes from Watermelon Bison 12, who says, Am I the a hole for not asking my girlfriend's father for permission to marry her? I feel like the normal situation I read about is the opposite situation, but I personally feel I'm in the right here. I, 30 male, have been dating my girlfriend, 29 female, for four years now, and things have all in been pretty good. We both don't see eye to eye politically on many things with her father, but still visit him and her mother fairly frequently around the holidays, and he is friendly enough to know to not bring up politics around the both of us because we don't agree, but I digress. I've talked about proposing to my girlfriend over the past couple of months and about what she wants, etc. She mentioned she wanted me to ask her dad for permission. I was kind of taken aback by this. Isn't a normal thing my girlfriend would say. So I asked why. She said because it's something she would like me to do. Her sister's husband did it and some wedding funding from him would likely be contingent on me doing this. I came back with that I wouldn't be asking another person for permission to marry her. It's an extremely outdated tradition for one. And I'm a 30-year-old person. I can do what I want to do with someone I love. I don't need anyone else's permission. She got mad and said I just needed to do it because it's a small thing to ask for. And she wants some of the money to have a few more things at our wedding that we won't be able to afford without it. I'm continuing to stand my ground about not asking for this. Am I the a-hole? And there's a few, you know, sort of outdated traditions out there that people like to stick to. And I totally get feeling, you know, strongly about not wanting to get involved with it. And I just wonder if there was a bit of a compromise with it, you know, not asking for permission, but, you know, just informing them. I would just like to let you know I'll be proposing to girlfriend very soon. But there seem to be multiple angles for her wanting you to do this. You know, one for the tradition, the sister's husband doing this with her sister. And then also the money side of things as well. And I'm not sure why. When I Sometimes I read these stories, I can already feel the update is going to be a bad one. I'm not sure why. It just sort of jumps into my head every now and then. You know, spidey senses tingling and all that. <laughs> but Darby Stein says, I'm going with no one's an asshole here completely understand your side and logically it doesn't make sense to ask for permission however not everything about relationships is logical especially with religious slash conservative parents i grew up in a religious family so i can understand where she might be coming from but it may be a way for her to feel like you are being fully welcomed into the family it's a verbal approval from her father that he's okay with you marrying her and honestly parental approval is always craved especially in households where it isn't always given could also be a way for her to try to maintain some semblance of a relationship with her parents i.e an olive branch especially if things are strained due to political differences also if her parents will contribute more money this way she could be looking forward to a dream wedding that needs extra funds when my aunt got married her husband just had a simple conversation with my grandfather 
more of a like I am planning on asking your daughter to marry me and I wanted to let you know man to man kind of thing. Maybe this would be more of a middle ground for you. Being Sidney Carton replies to that saying, the historical context of the tradition itself sucked big time, but modern day is more of a I'd like your blessing kind of conversation, which is really sweet. Here, I actually think that OP isn't an asshole, but he definitely sucks a little because his future wife wanted him to approach her dad about it. My brother-in-law took the conversation in the direction of, I'm in love with your daughter and the life we've built and I want to marry her. I'd really like your blessing in becoming a member of this family. That angle made for a really, really sweet moment in which my dad got to tell my brother-in-law that he's beyond proud to call him his son. He even included all of his siblings. It was an incredibly small moment that meant the entire world to all of us. And now we all have a new brother slash son slash family member. I think that this could have been that kind of moment for OP. And he let it slip past him because he's making a stand against tradition. Because making a stand against the tradition was more important, which is really sad. It would have been a small compromise that would have made his future wife and father-in-law very happy. Though I just think he kind of sucks for failing to see that. Sliver of Optimism says, ask for a blessing rather than permission to do it with both parents, maybe even siblings. That way it's sweet rather than transactional and bypasses the outdated portions. Opie responds and saying, I suggested this with asking for both parents and was told that her father will likely want to speak to me alone on it and won't include the mother if I try to ask with both of them. Again, I don't mind telling them I'm going to do this, but the blatant, you have to ask me and only me, is what's really off-putting for this. Cova Rose says, I'd say you're the a-hole. I can completely understand it being outdated and I can understand if you end up feeling embarrassed or something by doing it, but she's asking this of you. Being married means that sometimes you compromise on your own comfort to make the other one beyond happy. Also, it's not a bad thing to have financial help towards the wedding. If asking permission is a way to do that, it's pretty easy. I'll also point out that my husband also contacted my father, but it wasn't, do I have your blessing to marry your daughter? And more, hey, I love your daughter so much, I'm going to ask to marry her. It was just more letting him know of his plans, you know. Opie responds saying, I think that is the route I propose with my girlfriend. I just don't like the asking permission part. So like you said, if I phrase it more as a, I'm doing this and want to let you know because I respect you, I think that will make both sides happy. Thanks for the suggestion. Vindictive nostalgia says not the a-hole. It's an extremely outdated tradition. When my dad asked my grandpa for permission to marry my mum, grandpa said, what are you asking me for? You need to ask her. And that was in the 1970s. Mem Coret says, I agree, not the a-hole. Even if it's just symbolic or just meant to get her dad to support them financially, I wouldn't go along with this. I'm against treating my partner like a piece of property, even if it was purely symbolic. It also sends the wrong message to the in-laws about what future relationship they are all going to have. There are plenty of wedding traditions in my country that are chauvinistic, and people who disagree with them simply don't do them because it's against their principles. I'm with OP on this one. So OP then updates the original post two months later and says, Hi y'all, original post is here. Am I the a-hole? Didn't allow me to post my update there, so putting it here. So after reading a lot of responses in the original thread, I decided to ask for my girlfriend's parents' blessing. I told her I was going to do it and she was very happy. We were going to visit about two weeks after I posted the thread and I figured it would be a good opportunity to ask. So my fiancé went for a run one morning and I was lounging around talking with her parents when I said I'd like to talk to them about something. They both kind of smiled like they knew what I was going to say and immediately her dad says, 
let's go and talk in the garage. So him and I go out there and I phrase it like some people told me to. I want to marry your daughter and I'm letting you know that I plan to propose because I love her. I also want to get your blessing because I respect you and your wife. He was pleased with the answer and smiled and gave his approval for me to propose. All I needed. The proposal went great about a month later, romantic and just like I had planned. My fiancé loved it. So this past Sunday, we were discussing venues in the ceremony and my fiancé casually said, well, dad wants us to get married in this church, so we'll be doing it here. Oh no. Now, I'm not religious and I wouldn't mind getting married in a church, but again, why does his opinion matter for our wedding? So I asked, anything else your dad wants for our wedding? And then said, we also needed to stay in separate rooms the night before our wedding too, per her father. Hilarious, since we've been living together for almost two years. This led to a massive argument about the wedding, the role of her dad in her life. I told her that up until a couple of months ago, it seemed like she couldn't have cared less about what her dad thought. But would it stop with the wedding? Would it continue on if we had children? Her excuse was that she was ruining her dream wedding and it was contingent on appeasing her father. She didn't understand why I couldn't compromise and get her the extra cash to get her the wedding she had always dreamed of. So I told her, I'm not ready to get married if this is the stance you're going to take with your father and that did not go over well. The yelling started and things started being thrown at me. So I left. I called my buddy and went to his place. He gladly let me come over. I got tons of missed calls from her. Some texts ranging from, I miss you, let's talk it out. Two, you're an abuser trying to separate me from my family. I just honestly don't know where this behavior is coming from. It's like my fiance has been taken over by some bridezilla that only cares about having the perfect wedding. I'm just taking time to think about everything and what I want to do next. I'll maybe update again after this, but for now, things aren't looking too great for the future of our relationship. Just trying to keep my head above water. Now, like I said, I had a feeling something was going to turn in this update, but it wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting the dad to flip out for some reason or another. Like you was probably saying yourself in this story, you're seeing a little glimpse of your future here, the dad's control here. The amount of control he's being given is absolutely insane. I can just picture a future when, you know, if you was to have children down the line and if it was a son, it'd have to be named like Dad Junior or something like that. Then she calls you an abuser and starts throwing stuff at you. What the hell? But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Last Advice 5907 from the Am I the A-Hole subreddit titled Am I the A-Hole for switching out my daughter's school lunches behind my wife's back. My wife Sarah, 36 female and I, 35 male, have an 11-year-old daughter named Lily. Lily had begun attending 6th grade in September. But this problem only recently became a major issue. Sarah is Indian and makes great dishes that the whole family enjoys and tends to pack these lunches for Lily as well. She typically packs Lily a rice with dal in a container or something similar, which she had no issues with in elementary school. However, recently, Lily came sobbing to her mum and I about the lunches she took. The kids at school have been making fun of her food, which absolutely made my heart break. I'd struggled with the same thing at her age. I come from a Chinese family and would always take homemade food to school too. When I asked her if she wanted us to report the problem, she begged us not to so she wouldn't be called a snitch or worse. 
When Sarah heard this, she simply contacted the principal, which I didn't want to resort to at first and left the issue, telling Lily she wouldn't be buying school lunch and to just ignore the other kids. The same problem occurred every day. Lily would be coming home feeling extremely upset and there were even times Sarah would yell at Lily for not even touching her school lunch. We both had talks with Lily about her culture and how she should be proud, have contacted the schools, but the school is ignorant of the issue. They simply had a talk with the parents and ended it there. And Lily isn't budging. I don't want her to starve because so many days she doesn't even eat her lunch. I know how brutal middle schoolers can be. And I didn't want Lily to feel insecure or upset, even if it meant making her take other lunches. But Sarah refuses to make other lunches. I began to make other lunches for Lily, like sandwiches or something like mac and cheese, so she'd feel more comfortable eating in school in front of her classmates as a final resort when nothing else worked. I would take Lily's lunch for myself at work and pack her own lunch early in the morning when she finished and seemed happy when coming home daily after. However, this only worked for about two weeks until Sarah found out and was infuriated. She said I was denying Lily her culture and she needed to learn to stop being insulted by other kids, telling me I'm raising Lily to get whatever she wants. Is Sarah right? Am I the a-hole? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we do have an edit and an update to this post as well. And we're going to start in the comments with individual ad 9213 who says not the a-hole. Middle school is a time when kids are merciless to each other. It's also a time when children want to fit in and when they start to exert control over those things that their parents used to do for them. Your wife is not helping your daughter exert agency and make choices. A dismissal of your daughter's concerns and wishes are bound to create resentment and will result in a massive blow up when your daughter is older. Worse yet, it almost guarantees that she will reject all things related to her ancestral culture because she'll associate that culture with conflict on all sides. Discuss compromises such as keeping the home foods for after-school snacks, but even more importantly, encourage your wife to listen to your daughter's concerns and to take her wishes seriously. Knight's Lament says, not the a-hole, culture is important, but so is the child's comfort health and happiness. It sounds like you tried to do everything you could to rectify the situation before resorting to this. If your daughter was so distraught that she wouldn't even eat her lunch, then this is probably for the best. Side note, if your wife cares that much about your daughter valuing her culture, she probably shouldn't force her to engage with it in a way that causes her so much distress. That sounds like a pretty good way to teach her to resent it. But Dicta says, not the a-hole. Let's call a spade a spade here. Your daughter is being bullied for her lunches at school by her peers and at home by your wife. It's absolutely terrible your daughter is being subjected to racist bullying at school, but the solution isn't yelling at her and forcing her to be subjected to more racist bullying at school. That is more likely to make her resent her Indian heritage than be proud of it. 
until Lily is in an environment where she feels safe bringing her cultural food, let her bring safe lunches to school and teach her a love of Indian cuisine and her culture at home. So then Opie edited the post and says, edits, bringing this post and topic up tonight. I'll post an update when I can. Hopefully this is enough to convince Sarah. If not, I'll do what other comments said and just keep packing Lily's lunch or let her pick. Then Opie updated the post and says, okay, so I'll start by saying thank you for all the comments. A lot of people agreed with me. Some told me I should let Lily pick her lunch. I showed the post to Sarah and it took about an hour or so, but we both sat down and talked with Lily on where she wants to go from here. And she said she liked the lunches I packed her, etc. However, we also figured out this bullying had been going on for longer than just two to three weeks. So Sarah agreed to let Lily take whatever lunch she wanted on the condition that she'd eat homemade food, Chinese or Indian, for dinner slash breakfast. Still, and we all agreed. So Sarah got her part in it. As for the school, since the principal hardly did anything, we reached out to the school board superintendent and are still waiting a response. I think this has solved the issue better too. And when we get a response, I'll post a second update. Thank you for your advice. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. Our next story comes from a throwaway account and says, Am I the a-hole for exposing my future brother-in-law's shady past to my family? I'm 37 female. I come from a close-knit family. I have two younger siblings, 28 male and 27 female. My sister recently got engaged to future brother-in-law, 23 male, after dating him for around a year. We all know him well and I've always gotten along with him. He comes from a rough background, but he has always been very polite and charming. He doesn't talk about his own family or about his upbringing. My sister says it's a painful topic for him, so no one ever pushed. There was recently a family event which future brother-in-law attended. He was quiet during the day. He is normally high energy and sociable, then disappeared for a while. When I went outside for some fresh air, I bumped into him. He was emotional and said it was a hard day for him due to the negative associations. He ended up offloading some quite shocking things from his past, including that he has a history of very serious drug use, including needles, and that he has done sex work and porn, men and women. I felt for him at the time because he was so upset, literally crying on my shoulder. But afterwards, I felt more and more uncomfortable. I still feel bad for him since he clearly regrets it, but it's very shocking to find out that he has that kind of history and it does make me feel differently about him. Obviously, I told my husband what future brother-in-law told me because I didn't feel comfortable keeping it to myself. I also told my sister because I didn't know how honest he had been with her and it could impact on her decision to marry him. She was angry and said she was fully aware and it doesn't make her think less of him. I know others might disagree, but I decided if my sister and future brother-in-law weren't going to bring it up, then it was my responsibility to make sure my family had the information they needed to make an informed choice about what kind of relationship they have with him. My parents agreed that it was the right thing to do and were grateful. My brother said he could see my point, but didn't think it was my responsibility to share that information. My brother's wife thought I was out of line. When my sister found out I told our family about future brother-in-law's sketchy past, she was very angry. She's now refusing to speak to me altogether because apparently this has affected future brother-in-law quite badly. They are no longer engaged because he thinks he's not good enough for her. And no one in my family has seen him since all of this happened. Obviously, that wasn't my intention and no one said he isn't good enough. 
I think it's naive to pretend that you see someone exactly the same way after finding out they're an addict. Whether you like it or not, there are risks that come with that lifestyle and relapses are common. I'm concerned that my sister will get hurt and I don't think it's unreasonable for my family to have access to the same information I do. Especially when they're inviting him into their homes and there are children around etc. Am I the a-hole for informing my family about future brother-in-law's background? This story made me just fucking incredibly sad. This 23-year-old who broke down crying on your shoulder, talking about his past trauma, got to that point where he's able to talk about it. Absolutely betrayed this person and told everyone in the family. And it really didn't feel to me that that was out of concern. With the way I read this story, it felt like I've got information that no one else knows so I'm going to tell everyone. And I know that's a jumping take, but you've just added to this person's trauma. You spoke to the sister. She said she knew. Why didn't you just stop there? Why don't you say, okay, she knows. Fair enough. Let's stop. And that's what makes me think that you just wanted to give this information because you're the only one who knew about it apart from the sister. Absolute betrayal. Not sorry, Charlie says, you're the a-hole. Brother-in-law's story is for him to tell, not you. It didn't bring it up for a reason. Your sister has every right to be angry at you. He confided in you and what did you do in return? Told everyone so they can make an informed decision. Would you like someone to tell your parents your secrets without your permission? No. Rough Parsnip says you're the a-hole. Maybe you didn't realize because you're so blinded by your own ego, but he's 23. That would indicate that he got started on drugs and sex work at a younger, much more vulnerable age. Most 18-year-olds aren't aspiring to be addicts or porn stars. Do you know anything about his financial or living situations at that time? Do you have any idea how he ended up in that situation? Can you even imagine the shame and guilt he must feel without the added pressure of knowing how harshly you and your family judge him? Next time, if there even is a next time, does someone trust you with personal information? Try compassion over your holier-than-thou approach. And you might find that people with pasts they're ashamed of can be some of the greatest people you ever meet. Recovery Discovery says, here is the list of reasons why you're the a-hole on a truly spectacular scale. One, you massively betrayed the trust of someone who opened up to you about their trauma. Two, you are judgmental of sex workers and people who have suffered from and overcome the disease of addiction. Three, you describe said disease as a lifestyle. Four, the fact that you felt the need to clarify men and women indicates a level of homophobia. 5. You're treating your adult sister like a child who can't make her own decisions. 6. You didn't have the self-awareness or emotional intelligence to realize any of this. Toff says you're the a-hole completely. You had someone in a vulnerable position tell you something in confidence only to turn around, judge them, and then make sure everyone else had the same opportunity to pass judgment themselves. Your sister told you she knew, and that's where it should have stopped. It's not your place to out someone's personal lives to people that aren't already privy to said information. I think you could possibly not be the a-hole. It's so jaded, it's sick. Hope you enjoy the relationship you had with your sister because it's destroyed now because of your holier-than-thou sense of judgment. And now, what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And talking about that story and, you know, addiction and stuff like that, it brought me back to my youth and incredibly sad where we lived when i was younger there was a lot of addiction issues and i always remember one guy i'm gonna call him elliot and i'm not sure how old he actually was i think he must have been around 25 to 30s around that sort of age 
and I feel real bad saying this, but you could very clearly see he was addicted to drugs. Families all knew him around our area where we lived and you know, when he popped round, would give him a sandwich and stuff. We knew he lived across um, a couple of roads away from us in like a, in like a shelter. And it was part of this story that said, you know, he's got an outgoing bubbly personality and, you know, past history and things like that. And it just it popped into my head as soon as I was reading this. I know it's not the guy, etc., but the story did sound like sort of very similar. And this guy would come round and he'd talk to us while we were all sitting on the fence just chatting, you know, as kids and stuff. This kind of thing was normal where we lived. People didn't judge him or anything like that. They could see he had a, a troubled past and they knew of his family and what he grew up with. And this guy was absolutely amazing. When we were younger, the local supermarket didn't have these things on the trolleys. That, And just coming back in to add an edit into this part, because I'm saying trolleys and <laughs> I know many folks will know these as shopping carts. <laughs> Forgive me locked when you get out a certain distance so trolleys were all over the place i know this is random going off in a random direction here so they used to send a guy from the supermarket to go collect all the trolleys and take them back to the supermarkets because people would just take them home with their shopping mad stuff i know so elliot had this habit of collecting the trolleys up himself and taking them back and the supermarket would give him some money and food i don't think it was like it wasn't legit paid or anything like that so I'm not sure how that actually worked. And the supermarket also had a responsibility from pulling their trolleys out of the local river, which, you know, is strange, but a lot of them did seem to end up in the river. And Elliot made it a habit of getting these out as well. You get extra food and money for it as well. So we came up with a scheme and we made a rope with a hook on it to try and help him get it out. And we was fishing for these trolleys for ages. We absolutely loved it. You know, kids throwing a hook in the river, pulling the trolley out. Great times. And it was a huge success if he was able to whip one of these out with, a, <laughs> with what he did. And he would take the trolleys away, claim it in and, and get some money and food and whatever. And do you know what this guy did? Because he was being housed in the shelter, he, he had food and drink and stuff. He took the money, he took the food that he was being given and went around town and giving it to other homeless folk. And this bit breaks my heart because when we were sort of mid-teens, he, he passed away. And I just sort of think, what if, you know, a part of your upbringing was a bit different? Would things have changed? He was such a nice guy. Anyway, I've gone off as usual. Please forgive me. Oh my word, I've set myself off on that one. <laughs> and I just want to say a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Getting involved in the stories, your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being involved. And hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.